Hello, 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 and welcome into episode number 94. That's right, episode 94 of the Sports Kiki Podcast. My name is Alex Reamer, and proud to let you know the Sports Kiki comes your way every Saturday, of course, part of the Outsports Podcast Network. We have uh, a few stories to get through this week, and the big story that I want to focus on is the NFL's My Cause, My Cleats campaign. It happens every year. And it's happening this week, week 13. What is the NFL's My Cause, My Cleats campaign, for those who don't know? Well, every year during one week, NFL players can choose a charitable cause to support on their cleats, much like their breast cancer awareness campaigns and other things of that ilk. And the only NFL player prior to this year who has shown support for an LGBTQ-related cause on his cleats during this week is Dolphins receiver Preston Williams, the only one prior to this year. So this year, of course, has been a pretty uh, barrier-breaking year in the NFL in terms of out gay players, considering Carl Nassib came out this past June and he plays defensive line for the Las Vegas Raiders. So one would think that, yes, obviously Nassib would probably support an LGBTQ-related cause, and he is. He's supporting the Trevor Project. He uh, also uh, mentioned the Trevor Project when he came out this past summer. The NFL donated $100,000 to the Suicide Prevention Group uh, as well. So nice to see Carl Nassib continuing to support the Trevor Project, but one would think that he wouldn't be alone, right? I mean, somebody on his team, maybe a few teammates even, would support an LGBTQ cause since Nassib is their teammate, right? Well, you would think wrong. Carl Nassib is the only member of the Raiders supporting an LGBTQ cause for this event. And only one other player across the NFL is supporting an LGBTQ-related cause. Johnny Stanton is a fullback for the Cleveland Browns. He selected Athlete Ally as the focus of his cleats and the the beneficiary of their sale. He has a bright and bold rainbow flag front and center on his cleats. We have the picture on Outsports with our story. Uh, Sid Ziegler spoke to Johnny Stanton, asked him why he chose to support Athlete Ally. It's because his uncle, Patrick Stanton, is gay, and he was an Olympic hopeful swimmer until the 1980 boycott of those Moscow Olympics, and he was not comfortable coming out while he was an active athlete. So Johnny Stanton said he's wearing the Athlete Ally uh, rainbow flag as, uh, as to pay homage to his uncle and to celebrate his uncle, and that's obviously great to hear. But what's not so great is that, again, we have just two players. I mean, it's great to see that support from Johnny Stanton and Carl Nassib representing uh, the Trevor Project as well. But we're only seeing two, and a lot of players participate in this. Uh, Conversely, 29 players chose animals or animal rights as their cause. Uh, The support for the LGBTQ community is so so minuscule that the NFL doesn't even list it under its other causes on its website. Uh, If you go to the campaign for the, if you go to the graphic for the campaign, I mean, yeah, that's how... Small the support is, doesn't even qualify to be listed under other when talking about charitable endeavors the players 
are supporting. So what does that say? I mean, you don't want to take too much stock into it, but at least 15 to 20 players per team are slated to participate in my cause, my cleats this weekend, and only two with an LGBTQ related cause. Do some quick math, two times 30, I mean, around 600 plus players are going to be participating in this, and two, (laughs) two LGBTQ causes. And, you know, it kind of fits with the reaction that we saw when Nassib came out in June. He was pretty much universally praised by those who decided to comment publicly, but there was not the widespread public support of Nassib that we saw years ago in the NBA when Jason Collins came out. When he came out in 2013, we saw seemingly all of the league stars, from LeBron to Kobe, uh, wishing him well, celebrating his coming out on Twitter and social media. And that was 2013, eight years ago, a much different environment than now in 2021, soon to be 2022. And when Nassib came out, we had Saquon Barkley. We had a few others. Warren Moon had a great tweet. But he had played with gay teammates in the past and was happy to see an NFL player feeling comfortable enough to come out while he's still active. Other ex-players offered similar sentiments. And that was all nice to see. But it was not that outpouring of support from, say, a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers or a Lamar Jackson or another big quarterback or big star in the league. And I'm not saying that that's vital. I'm not saying that that means it's hostile in any way for Carl Nassib. By all accounts, he's encountered widespread support. And we've talked extensively about Nassib on the show and how he feels comfortable enough to post pictures of him and his boyfriend on his public Instagram page. You know, that's a really big deal, especially in wake of the John Gruden story. So by no means am I trying to say that Carl Nassib has had a tough time in the NFL, but it is still telling that you have literally hundreds of players participating in My Cause, My Cleats. You have players on the Raiders participating in My Cause, My Cleats who play with Carl Nassib, and yet Johnny Stanton of the Browns is the only other player, besides the gay one, um, who is choosing to support any LGBTQ cause. So don't want to dismiss two. Two is better than one. Two is certainly better than zero, which we've seen in most years past, but just two? When you think it was a little more, at least I was holding out hope. Who knows? Maybe next year. The other My Cause, My Cleat story that we've been following, again, our, our uh, the hat tip goes to Sid Ziegler here. He chased this down. Is Trey Lance, who uh, was the number four overall pick in the NFL draft this year. The 49ers grabbed him. He's been sitting behind Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, pretty boy Jimmy, in San Francisco. But... As the number four overall pick, and with Garoppolo's deal coming up at the end of this season, one would assume that Lance may be in line to take the mantle for the 49ers under center sometime soon. And as a result, you know, it kind of matters. Oh, what's he wearing? What's he supporting? The potential next franchise quarterback of the 49ers. Well, he's wearing, uh, he's supporting the Fellowship of Christian Athletes on his cleats this Sunday. And the Fellowship of Christian Athletes is an anti-LGBTQ group. Now, I will give Lance credit. He answered questions that Sid Ziegler posited to him. And as a result, it makes for a much better story. It makes for a much more fair story. And that is, and this is the reason why you should, if you are a subject of a potentially critical piece, why you should engage with the press, why you should offer answers, because 
it always pays off to have your side articulated unless your side is completely wrong, in which case you're going to no comment because, well, you're going to get hurt either way. But this is an example of why if you really don't have anything to hide, you should state your truth because when you read Lance's explanation, it does not seem malicious at all. Here's the story. He was a member of the organization's Southwest Minnesota chapter. He said he was involved in that group and felt at home from the fourth grade on. He told out sports through a 49er spokesperson. He had no idea the Fellowship of Christian Athletes advances anti-gay policies. He says he doesn't remember hearing any homophobia in and around the organization while he was an active member as a kid. So that's an innocent enough explanation. And again, I think it's important that Trey Lance got his side out there for this piece, but it's still problematic in the sense that this organization, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, is founded on deep-rooted homophobia. It is central to the organization and one of its core statements of belief. If you look at the nine core statements of belief for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, one of them specifically states that sex between two people of the same gender is wrong and that same-sex marriage is forbidden. In addition, the FCA discriminates against LGBTQ people for consideration for employment or voluntary leadership roles, saying that those in those positions must adhere to the sexual purity statement even away from their job during, quote, non-working hours. So here's my problem with this. And it still speaks to the level of accepted homophobia that we have in many aspects of society. We know all the polls. The majority of Americans support same-sex marriage. They support equal protections. All of those are now enshrined in our laws, though, with what may be happening in the courts with Roe v. Wade. Obergefell can always be repealed. The anti-discrimination ordinance, the Supreme Court, ruled in favor of last year, can always be repealed, so we always have to be on our guard, but public opinion is definitely shifting for the gays, hooray for that, but this is where some levels of homophobia is still accepted in society. Can you imagine the uproar if an NFL athlete, NFL player, I should say, they're all athletes, player, and if an NFL player chose to support an organization for My Cause, My Cleats that say says employees should not engage in interracial sexual relationships. Or what if uh, a, fo- a player supported an organization that uh, bars black people or women from leadership positions as the Fellowship of Christian Athletes does to LGBTQ people by saying you have to abide by um, its core beliefs, one of which is that sex between two people of the same gender is wrong and same-sex marriage is forbidden. So I guess you can be gay, you just have to be celibate. So just imagine again the outrage or the attention at the very least, but it would be outrage, that would be directed towards a player for supporting an organization for this event, My Cause, My Cleats, that was discriminatory against black people, discriminatory against women, barred interracial relationships. It would be a huge story. And that's why we still think Trey Lance 
supporting the Fellowship of Christian Athletes should be a big story, regardless of how innocently his he may have come about to do it, right? I mean, he had a great experience, as many people did. I'm not saying that because the FCA has these anti-gay policies that they don't do good work for at-risk youth and other kids across the country. Life is complicated. There are shades of gray. But just for the sake of this conversation, it should not be okay for the future quarterback, potentially, of the San Francisco 49ers, especially because they play in, uh, yeah, San Francisco, to support an organization that is so clearly anti-gay, as Trey Lance is doing. So that's the issue we're raising. I think it's a very fair issue to raise. But I do also want to give Trey Lance credit for engaging and answering their questions and providing more clarity on why he chose to represent this organization this weekend. More notes to close out the show, because why not? Sid Ziegler, he was killing it this week. He had another story about Ryan DeLuca, who is a Division I football player who came out to his teammates this week on Instagram. He played for Forham University in South Carolina, and Ryan says he was expected to be largely accepted, but the universal acceptance really caught him by surprise. It's a great story to read. DeLuca's cute as, yeah, he is delicious, let me tell you. And uh, he was a pretty good player. 1,120 receiving yards in his career, 10 touchdowns. He caught a team-leading 24 receptions in the shortened spring 2021 campaign. This year, 17 catches for 224 yards. So he was a real player for their offense, Forum University in South Carolina. And it's always great to see those stories, the universal acceptance. And, and we'll see more of it. I mean, so we talk all the time about the NFL and pro sports leagues and the dearth of out gay athletes we have. And by the numbers, we know there are many more playing. The same applies for college sports and college football and even more so. I mean, do you know how many players are in Division I college football, <laughs> and outside of Ryan DeLuca coming out this Thursday, Jaden Vasquez of Fordham was the only out active D1 college player who we, who we knew of. So as out of whack as the numbers are in the NFL and other male pro sports leagues when it comes to gay and closeted athletes, the numbers are even, the disparity is even larger between the probable number of gay athletes playing and the out-gay athletes playing in D1 college football. So as we always say, visibility is the best tool we have to fight any perception that may be out there or any prejudice that may be out there. And it's the best way to conquer fear that may be out there. So you have Ryan DeLuca coming out to a school in South Carolina, his teammates in the Deep South, widespread universal acceptance. So hopefully it leads to some more guys coming out. We'll see. And I'm also interested in seeing, we spent a lot of time last week talking about this, the Colton Underwood series coming out. Colton does premiere this weekend. It actually came out Friday on Netflix. Got a lot of coverage this week, including the New York Times write-up, so you know it's legit. I wrote my own little write-up on OutSports. Um, and I'll be interesting to see how his checkered history is addressed from the restraining order. His ex-girlfriend, Cassie Randolph, filed against him to the criticisms, I think the very valid criticisms, that this is more of a money grab than anything else, since Colton publicly uh, started filming this show in November 2020, five months before he publicly came out on Good Morning America. 
Uh, I looked at the trailer. Gus Kenworthy is ribbing Colton about his ripped jeans, saying, oh, well, I mean, you're worried about being teased. You should take off those jeans. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, they, they talk about Grinder. I'm like, you know, what's next? Are you going to teach him how to bottom? I mean, seriously. But the trailer also addresses his past with Cassie, uh, his life as a closeted NFL prospect. Other out football players are in it. Michael Sam is in the trailer. Esara Tuwalu, Dave Cope, who's the first NFL player to come out after retiring in this as well. So I'm interested to see how Colton's complicated and checkered history is addressed. Judging by the trailer, it does seem like it is addressed. And I do know that they explore Colton's education as a gay man, his evolution, trying to appreciate the history. And there are non-white cis voices in this, which I think is important as well. But I will say, in defense of this project, um, a Netflix executive had a really good quote in the New York Times piece about this that I think rings true. And that quote was, no, no singular person should have the responsibility of carrying the entire LGBTQ community on their shoulders. And I agree with that. I mean, Colton Underwood is just one person. Netflix is a huge media company. There are tons of queer offerings on Netflix besides coming out Colton. So I will say that, that not it is unfair to ask any singular person to represent the entire LGBTQ community. And the same does apply to Colton Underwood, all of that criticism still withstanding. So we'll see. I'm sure I'll have a recap on that as I watch more of it. Uh, and while we're plugging work, I plugged Sid so much on the show this week. I uh, loved the piece I wrote about two out gay cheerleaders for the Carolina Panthers, Trey Booker and Chris Crawford. Great guys. Uh, they're breaking barriers in their own right. So check that out as well. As always, if you have any show ideas, guest ideas, hit me up on Twitter. My email, or my email, my, my username, my handle, there it is. My Twitter handle is at AlexDreamer1. That again is at AlexDreamer1. So long. We'll talk to you next on the show next Saturday.